0: people of the interwebs this is Haley from game luster i am the social media manager and today i will be hosting the buy it try it or deny it podcast so before i give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what we're going to be talking about let me introduce who i have today with me i have both writers brennan yo and mike Sir. and so the buy it try it or deny it podcast we talk about games that are going to be coming out in the next month so right now it's march so we'll be talking about three games that are coming out in april giving our first takes on them and if we are going to buy it try it or not even play it at all and then we'll also be highlighting games that came out in the previous month so february to see how those games stacked up against what our initial thoughts were, how Metacritic scores, user scores, and reviews are going, and if we will possibly buy it, try it, or deny those altogether as well. So starting off, let's talk about the games that started, uh, that came out in February, as those will probably be the quickest and easiest to get through. We're going to be talking about Devil May Cry 5, and The Division 2, um, currently, uh, Double May Cry 5 sits at an 87 with a metascore and then a user score at 8.3. It was developed by Capcom and the publisher is Capcom. It's on uh, Windows, PS4, and Xbox One, and it released on the 8th. So, who wants to give their uh, thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, um... I've been playing Devil May Cry Five recently and it it's actually really good. Um I, I can see why it's getting, you know, the good reviews that it's getting.
2: So I've never I've never actually played a Devil May Cry five game before. Um but like watching these trailers and these gameplay videos, it just seemed like the most insane like anime hair fighting um Swords turning into motorcycles. I, it just seems like the craziest thing ever, but it also seems deeply rooted within a franchise that's gone on for a long time. Um, but like I don't know, it, but it seems so fast and snappy, like Mike and I were talking about it the other day, and it, we were comparing it to bayonetta, right? Is that what like a, a proper comparison would be? Yeah, yeah. So, and I've never played one of those either. But it just seems so much fun like is it I, I don't know is it fair to say it's like mindless fun but there but i feel like the combat has to at least be complex enough for it to not just be like a, a spineless button masher or is it like i'm not how, how um, would you describe playing it i mean i wouldn't
1: call it a button masher but because you know uh you actually do do um, like more complex combos than just sitting there smashing, you know, whatever button you're using. But it is pretty badass. I like some of the, a lot of the ideas that they brought into it. Like, I mean, you're talking about the motorcycle. That
2: shit is badass.
1: Um, yeah.
2: And any any uh, like any gameplay video that I've seen so far, he's just ripping them in half. Like the the motorcycle goes in two, and he's got two of them, and they're like chainsaws, or whatever. And he's just- going through through crowds and it's like I want that um but at the same time I don't know I also feel like as a new player as someone who's not familiar with the franchise um I don't know if I would be able to like understand anything I don't think it's like kingdom it might not be kingdom hearts 3 level of like primers and videos that you have to hours that you have to sit through like I don't know I feel like it is kind of rooted and as a new player I'm not, I don't know if I would, if I would, I mean, I would definitely be able to appreciate it, you know, for the basic gameplay loop, but I feel like something like that, a series like that is the reason that it sticks around for so long. And a lot of what I was reading on these user reviews is that people were saying that the characters and the story were improved. And I don't know when the last one was released, Devil May Cry 4. Um, But it seemed like it had been a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time.
2: Yeah, so that's that's crazy. So you have to have people... If it's been a long time, you have to have people invested somehow. And um, I definitely think it's due to this emotional investment for these characters like Dante. A friend of mine had said that in one of the previous games, you can play as Dante for a little bit, but then it's taken away. And he immediately didn't want to play the game anymore because <laughs> he was invested in Dante, you know, and, and I guess I kind of understand that. That was my problem with Kingdom Hearts. You know, once I got on Birth by Sleep, I just didn't care because it wasn't Sora. So the, these emotional investments. If you have char- if you have fans waiting that long and for a game to be that improved upon, I don't know. I that's that's a good sign to me. I feel like that's that's a quality move on Capcom's part.
0: So Devil May Cry Four came out in uh, 2008, specifically January 31st, 2008. Um, and then they followed up with, I guess, finger quotes the reboot DMC Double May Cry, which um, I I played that that was Mm -hmm. like my first introduction to the devil may cry series and i i really enjoyed it i was like yes like this is so cool this is awesome i like the art style it's fun that was definitely what i felt like a button masher like it wasn't hard in the slightest i liked the character and his wit and his really crappy flippy hair um (laughs) but but I really I really enjoyed it I loved dual wielding the pistols like it was just it was great and I was like yes so I went out and got the I think they have like a collection of like the first three games I think yeah Um, it's the first three and I played that and I was like wow this is extremely different this is nothing like what I just played (laughs) what is going on here like i stepped into a totally different realm so then like i i did some digging and i was like oh like this is a reboot these old games are more to the story so then, i saw double may Five coming out and i was like okay well who's it gonna be true to because i was like if it's anything like dmc double may cry i'll like it but do i want something that cartoony again but at the same exact time, if it's true to the original four games, do I want something that gritty again? Because I wasn't the biggest fan of how gritty the first four games were. I feel like that's because I rolled in, um, with the cart more cartoony game. Um, but seeing it played, I'm like, yes, like it's everything I want. I think it's, it, it's not super cartoony, but at the same exact time, it's not super gritty. I feel like it, it's a perfect mix between the two. I, I like the older Dante and Nero. I think he's pretty badass as well. Um, uh, I, it's just, I want to play it. And I've been meaning to purchase it for like, since it came out. I just haven't because I'm never home. But do it do it, it. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> don't pressure me but it looks great and I think being able to play between like three different characters you get to experience everyone's story which is something I definitely like and I feel like there's a lot of uh, replay value in having that feature available so yeah
2: so what what is I get what is the main selling point? Of devil May cry like if you could boil it down to someone for someone that has no experience with the series at all like and i'm teetering on you know like i'm thinking about trying it for sure um it's something that i definitely would want to try but like i don't know can you can you try and like convince me to buy it
0: that's a mike thing right there mike has all that
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely the gameplay um the sword play, the gun play, all of that is just smooth, it's polished. It's fun as hell. Um you know, if you like any type of action game, this is like top of the line action right here.
0: And I feel like it's not it's not one of those mindless ones where it's like okay, all you do is like spam a or x or whatever and you just stand there and kill enemies i feel like it actually makes you think because it gives you so many um different resources like the different um types of like hands for nero um like you get the the blue who's the blue bomber guy um bigaman yeah, you get like you get his weapon that you can use. And they have so many different um combos that you can line up. Like it I feel like it's definitely kind of like an old school arcade game in a sort of way. There's just so many different things that you can try and, and you can do that make the game your own in the sense of style. You,
1: you can't just mindlessly, mindlessly button mash. Um you actually are ranked on how well you do so if you sit there and just mash the button and do the same combo over and over you're not going to get a very good
2: rank yeah you mentioned that before yeah that is that is really interesting i feel like it's definitely incentive for you to just be like i need an s rank or an a whatever the top rank is or yeah triple s triple s okay so yeah like that's something that i'd be like i have to get that every time otherwise i'm i'm you know unhappy and i can't sleep at night you know that's the kind of feeling that i want and If, if that can give me that then hell yeah i would definitely think about purchasing that for sure
1: what's wrong with Brendan? he doesn't look too good oh he can't get that triple s rank man
0: he's crying in the corner
2: yeah he's just crying
1: he's crying himself to sleep at night oh,
2: gosh. like four hours of my life just gone every night <laughs> Oh
0: i think another thing that i like and it's like really small but you can customize all the characters and that carries over into the cutscenes, and like that i feel like is definitely small but i still like seeing that oh you know i changed his hair color that carried over it it seems a lot more fluid that way Rather than I changed it, the only time I get to see it is when I'm actually running around doing stuff. In the cutscenes, it's back to his like normal hair color. So I like that they toss that in as well.
2: I love that. I feel like we should we should point out more of those like tiny details. Like, I there's there's um, customization in cutscenes. There's uh, but another one that I have is on um, in any FPS game if you can see your feet. I automatically think your game is a little bit better if I look down and see my feet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should note those those tiny things. Um, man,
1: why'd Brennan give it a 2 out of 10? Well, he looked down, couldn't see his feet. Just It was nothing, it was just
2: invisible. <laughs> that's not cool, man. Not cool. I like seeing my feet for some reason. Just <laughs> <laughs> that extra detail, you know? That extra length that they go. Or when you can see yourself in a mirror in a game. Mmm. Cool. Not yourself, like the character.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just wow.
2: Have you guys played the division?
1: I have not.
0: <laughs> Before. Hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself because now you're embarrassed. Uh <sighs> let me let me Okay, so let's talk about the review scores. IGN uh has given it a 9.5 as i said for the metacritic score that has a 87 right now and the user score is an 8.3 uh let's mainly ask mike because he's played it how do these scores line up with how you feel about the game
1: oh the scores match up perfectly if i had to rate it i'd give it a 9.5
2: Damn, Solid. that's crazy! Only yeah. because I, did you play the first one?
1: I played the entire series.
2: Okay, what? So you, I guess you really like the first one then too, right?
1: Yeah, I think this might be a little bold, but Devil May Cry Five is probably the best one so far. It's between that one and three.
0: So what? Where's that zero point five at? that it's lacking, what can make it a solid 10?
1: I just want to play Dante all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other characters are cool. Um, they've got some, you know, cool fighting styles and stuff. But, like, they missions where you can choose who you're playing as. I always play as Dante.
0: I feel like that's probably what a lot of people are going to do, as, like, the series has always seemed to try to like revolve around him in a way so i feel like most people are probably going to play as him first and then eventually venture out into the world i know i've watched um the rad brad on youtube his playthrough and he played a lot as i think nero um i want to say nero
1: yeah, the way it works is most chapters you can't choose who you play as. They give you the character that you know you're gonna play for that mission. It's only like two or three missions where they give you the opportunity to actually choose who you play as. Hmm. So in a way you by the time you beat the game, you're gonna have played as all Nero V and Dante.
0: I I like that. I feel like I like that they're giving everyone options because they introduce these three characters and like you said, all three of them have extremely different fighting styles. Like V can control like three different animals, like a panther, an eagle and some sort of golem type thing. And he reads like Edgar Allan Poe poetry while doing it. <laughs> <Yes>. so, like, <laughs> like that's completely different from Nero and his like sword slashing gun shooting hand like those are two completely different things so i think it's cool that like they give you those options they give you these three characters to play as so everyone can really find someone that that definitely suits them okay so let's let's give our verdicts on this one um Mike has already bought it, and he's already bought (laughs) it, so we know that's a buy for him. Brennan, (laughs) do you think you'll eventually buy, try, or deny this one?
2: (sighs) I, I mean, I definitely think that it's something that I'm willing to try, and I'm almost teetering on buy, just because of the high recommendations and the review scores that it has been given. Um it seems like something that would be up my alley and it seems like it would be a perfect fit for that action oriented player that also can deeply care about its characters and story so trying and then teetering on buying if that's an option
0: i guess it is now <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
0: for me i like i've i've dabbled in the older games I played DMC Devil May Cry 2. I liked it so much that I bought it because I originally had it for PS3. And then I went out and bought it on PS4 and I think it still has a plastic on it. Uh, I don't know what that really says, but I, the, from what I've seen, <laughs> it, it looks like a great game. I really like the art style. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so I definitely will buy it. If not right now, then in the future if it ever goes on sale um but i definitely want to buy this one hopefully it wins the game of the year maybe we'll see
1: <laughs> yeah so far from what i played this year devil may cry 5 is probably the best so far
0: wow i mean hmm. it's our only march so i guess that doesn't really say much but still yeah that's, that's what
1: i <laughs> yeah But I've already played a few games that have come out this year.
0: Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's roll right into um, the division two. This came out on the fifteenth, which wasn't that far away. Um, It has a Metacritic or a meta score of eighty-one little bit lower than Devil May Cry 5, user score of 7.5. This is developed by Massive Entertainment, publishers Ubisoft. It's on Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and it's been just about three years since the first one came out, which was in 2016. Um, This one takes place in Washington, D.C., the capital, which I think is definitely a unique setting as it seems like we haven't had a lot of games that would want to necessarily take place in such a prominent um area so i f- think this one's extremely interesting definitely for for the setting so how do you guys feel about this one and where the scores lie
2: mike have you played division one
1: no i've never pl- i haven't played um either of them
2: either of them Okay, so i played played an extensive amount of the first division um I don't know if I got to the the end game is weird it's broken up into you max out at it's thirty okay so you level up one to thirty and then it almost takes on a sort of diablo like difficulty where it'll go in and change the entire world so like um it's like world item level, or world level 1. I can't remember how exactly the first game did it, but it basically resets the whole world and it puts you in a new instance um, where all of the enemies in the overworld are all leveled up and they scale according to your level, and you don't necessarily rank up by level anymore, and instead it is dictated by your item level, Um, similar to how, like I guess, the light levels work in Destiny. It's been a while since I've played Destiny, so I don't but if you've played MMOs with item levels in your end game, that's pretty much how it works. And I can't remember if I got up to the last one or, like, the second-to-last one, but I, I genuinely enjoyed the first one. Um, I thought that the setting of New York was interesting because I could actually go and see, like, the building where I work at in Manhattan and, you know, see that it was there but not really there. Like, it wasn't a prominent building, but... Um, But I had a lot of problems with the first one. And going forward in the Division 2, I was kind of hoping that they would address these. And it seemed like they have um, in in certain reviews. Like, the first one was the whole bullet-spongy enemies. You just shoot at them relentlessly, and then um, eventually they would just die. And it was like, okay, why is this any different from any other game? Um... (laughs) And because, like, it's it's a problem, you know, especially if you, I don't know, especially if you play the game solo. Like, I guess part of it, parts of it, are supposed to be, or I don't know if they're. I don't think you can say supposed to be, but it's probably encouraged that you play with your friends to make the experience a little easier, unless it scales. Um, but yeah, eventually you'd just be shooting at the same enemy over and over and over, and that was one of the main problems of the game is that certain enemies just felt too easy to kill and certain bosses and other enemies just felt like just complete bullet sponges. Even firefights in the Dark Zone would take rather long, not just because of the skills at your disposal, but just the time to kill was just kind of a little too long. And they seem to have addressed that in this one. A lot of the the user reviews and just the critic reviews that I've been reading all say the time to kill has been adjusted and that um Most enemies don't feel bullet spongy, and instead, a lot of these bosses to compensate for the bullet sponginess, because again, you can't just have a boss and just shoot him in the head once and have him dead be like a full soldier, you know? It takes away from the experience. But they enemies now have armor you can shoot off, and if you shoot it off, it falls off, and you shoot them in that one area, they're obviously weak to that. So they have bullet sponginess, but use it to their advantage in a way that it you know, can kind of serve a narrative. You know, these guys wear armor, okay, and then you shoot the armor and the armor falls off. That makes sense. Fine. You shoot them where the armor falls off and they die. Okay, cool. Um, But it also serves in, like, a unique gameplay experience where, again, you're not just shooting them a thousand times in the face hoping for a crit. You're actively aiming for spots, and if you're playing with teammates, you can coordinate to attack certain spots. I think that that's really cool. But... The other thing that I was also a little disappointed to see was that the Dark Zone hadn't really been changed too much. For those of you who don't know, the Dark Zone was like a mishmash of PvP and PvE, where um, you could band up together with people and get loot. But in order to get that loot extracted, you had to call a helicopter and defend the helicopter for a little bit. And all while that has happening, you are swarmed by higher-level enemies. And potentially other human enemies that have gone rogue. And it's this whole kind of ah, clusterfuck of just things going wrong all at the same time. And it never really felt like the risk was worth the reward. Especially because you could be 0.2 seconds away from getting in that helicopter. And the guy who was helping you for the past five minutes defend uh, Madison Square Garden with you. He just shoots you in the back of the head. And all of your progress is gone. And it's it's warrant you know, it warrants throwing the controller, you know, (laughs) like that's having one of your quote friends backstab you is not fun. Um, but it doesn't seem like they changed too much of that in, in this new one, the dark zone, um, still kind of operates in that same way. And to be honest, that was the biggest draw for me to this game was, um, having that mix of, Of single player, I'm in New York City or wherever. Washington, D.C. is a very refreshing kind of setting, especially because it's, it's also months after the breakout. Um, whereas the first one was within like a month or two or a few weeks. Um, so the area is very lush and green all over and overgrown, which is a very stark contrast to the, the gritty gray and white streets of New York. Um, So at least the setting is somewhat refreshing. And the gameplay, the simple, you know, the not simple, but the gameplay loop of going to these um, missions seems to be upgraded. A lot of people have noted that the, the subplots within these missions are often the highlights rather than the grand overall structure. It seems like they'd improved upon it in a lot of ways, but... It also seems like the end game currently, right now, in Division 2 is also somewhat limited, but that seems to be an inherent problem of games as a live service. Because, especially when the Division 1 came out, one of the critiques was that the content, specifically end game content, was kind of lacking. And it it was one of those games similar to Diablo 3 where a couple of months later people came back and went, "No, no, no, this game's really good now." Like they had so many updates and so many DLC bites that you either kind of have to buy or they're free updates or whatever. In this case, I think, you know, they were paid DLCs. So, you know, oh, you pay, you know, 30 more dollars to patch up this game and it's actually playable. Um it the only way they can solve that is um by actually having quality content and they prove that they did that in this last game you know having played it initially at launch and then playing it at the end with a lot of its other content um it was interesting to see but especially to see a change i mean like oh my god i remember when the game came out one of the first missions was you actually had to wait in a line to like you had to sign up to be a division agent or something and people legitimately queued up because the npc can only talk to one people at one person at a time so you had in a video game you had a queue of people waiting to talk to him i had never seen that before in my life so that was nuts and obviously months later that problem doesn't exist no one would have to experience that i think that's pretty um, funny though it yeah, is. was so like, chuckling to myself right now. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy, you know? You had, like, people cutting the line and stuff, and people would get, like, <laughs> visibly upset. And you're like, this is real life. Like, why did I... this?" And this is the first mission, you know? So you're like... At first, you're like, oh my god, this game is gonna suck. Um, And it was okay at launch. And again, it was definitely better when it came out. Uh, not when it came out. When it was fully released. Um, And I feel like The Division the Division 2 will probably, you know, if they do play their cards right, I feel like it will probably end up in that same kind of boat. You know, these guys, while they were able to improve upon their game, the Division, as it went along, I'm surprised that they didn't make more improvements with the Division 2. I mean, a lot of them, they there were a ton of improvements, don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know if I don't know. I, I I think that they'll be able to build off of their success, but I just wish that the improvements between one and two, the finished one and the finished two, or the release two, because again, it's not really finished, right? If there's more content, um, I it could definitely end up being better in the long term, similar to the Division One with its numerous content updates, and I trust them with that because. Again, I think that they did a pretty good job in the first one. Uh, a couple of them were hit or miss, but I think ultimately people enjoyed the fact that they even just put in the time and effort that much late in development. Um, but now that games are kind of being a live service, um, this was also, I think, that partially some of these review scores might be as a result of... Um, Anthem, because a lot of people weren't too happy with the looter shooter that was Anthem. And even while that whole fiasco was going, a lot of people were like, okay, don't worry, The Division 2 is coming out in like three weeks. So, you know, you'll have a good looter shooter game. So I feel like that even benefited from Anthem's... It wasn't a total dumpster fire, but it's like a milk toast date or something
0: it like the division two was kind of something that people could look forward to um and kind of like gave them hope that hey like you know the first one wasn't that bad the second one will definitely improve it's going to be so much better than anthem like let's actually look forward to that and uh maybe people got it and they liked it but maybe they overlooked some things just because anthem was so bad
1: Mm.
0: like i could definitely see that happening or maybe some people were hyper critical of it because anthem was so bad um like i when i saw anthem i i definitely wanted to play it and i don't want to stay too long on anthem because we're not really talking about anthem but, like, <laughs> Anthem was the first shooter that I was like, okay, that looks really cool. I I actually kind of want to play it. And then it released, and I was extremely disappointed. But then I heard The Division was coming out, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's taking place in Washington, D.C. That should be really cool. And so far from what I've seen and what I've heard – I, like, I didn't play the first one. I didn't really give the first one too much attention, but this one has definitely caught my eye, um, mainly because of the location. I think the location is, is great. I want to see a game like this that has this sort of backstory to take place in such a prominent, you know, city or whatever you would consider Washington, D.C., In in our in our in our world, like you don't have a lot of games that would want to even tackle that because it's kind of like I don't want to necessarily say taboo, but I feel like it's just a place that you don't touch. No one really likes to to do these. Oh, our capital is gone type games, what would it be like trying to restore you know, the center of America's world I guess you could say in a way. So Fallout Three. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Have you played Fallout Three?
2: No. Damn it. <laughs> the whole know. thing takes place in twelve sixty PC. yeah Yeah, it's called the capital iceland (laughs)
0: but it's not
2: i know what you mean though i know what you mean i feel like especially nowadays i feel like developers might be a little more hesitant to make big risks like that especially like especially like a capital um and washington dc isn't really all I don't want to say it's not the most interesting looking like I've been there and it's it's mostly interesting just due to the at least personally it's mostly just interesting due to the history um and so if you don't really care about that it's just like any other place but I don't know I I definitely think that the 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 setting is welcome and unique and I especially like the changing color the color palette in itself is worth just checking out because I mean, New York, even New York, and, and especially in the winter, it gets really boring looking to look at. I mean, like, Washington, D.C. might not be anything special, but New York is certainly gets that depressing feeling off quite rather quickly. Um, but Washington, D.C., on the other hand, I, and the way that they've presented it, it just, it looks very refreshing. Even though it is kind of weird, though, like you say, because it's, it's ruined
0: like that's i feel like that's not really a place a lot of people would look to for a post-apocalyptic setting so seeing it in that light i'm just like huh huh like it's interesting and like okay Fall, like, Fallout is completely, like, that story is completely <laughs> different from what's happening here. It is, yes. Yeah, completely. So, I mean, yes, they tackle that setting, but they tackle it in a completely different way than what the Division's doing. Um, but I, I like seeing that even our capital, something that you would think would be heavily, somewhat heavily fortified uh, because of all the important people that are there it's it's gone to shit and it's ruined and there's all this information laying around and all these important people and it's like we gotta fix this we gotta do it now even though it's been like months after so i'm just like what the fuck took you guys so long
1: shit doesn't always go so smoothly yeah, really?
0: <laughs> I mean, also, it's a video game, so I mean, <sighs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I can't
0: get that deep into it, but I, I think it's, I definitely think it's interesting. Um, right now, it's sitting at a nine on Game Info- Informer. They say it has thrilling combat, a great loot loop, and a strong end game. Elevate this Tom Clancy shooter to new heights. Um, IGN says... What do they say? They give it an 8.5. They say it's great. The Division Two campaign is full of great gunplay, loot, and missions. Only towards the end of my 60 hours of play did it start to suffer from a lack of interesting incentives. But the journey was enough fun that it made up for the destination. Um, one of the things that I saw that was really cool that I thought that I thought was really cool while wow, repeating myself um, was the I like the turret. I thought that was really cool. The shield's really cool. All your, mm. like, extra stuff. Like, your, um... Your, oh, what are they called? They're like the little personal planes in the sky. Drones. Yes, those things. I think those mm. things are cool. I, I like this more modern type of combat um, that you would expect to see in, like... Things that we would be using in modern day, so I think those are, those are definitely really cool. Um, the division's not something I would play, so already I can tell you, I'm gonna definitely deny it because I'm not big on shooters. But I've been watching it, and like I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty good. I definitely see where everyone's um, reviews are falling. Like it's, it's a shooter. What more can you really say beyond that?
1: Um, yeah. For me, i will probably a try it. I do like gluten shoots, so this looks kind of up my alley. And I'm reading that it is huge. And I like really big games that I can just get lost in. So this kind of looks like, you know, something I'd want to try.
2: I'm I'm gonna agree with Mike. I'm sitting in the try category. Um I wouldn't flat out deny it. Um, but I'm also not gonna gonna buy it just because of the hesitation of the whole gaming as a live service and yeah. um figuring out what the content and game content is specifically. I know the Game Informer talked about, you know, the satisfying gameplay loop at the end, but um I Personally, there's, like, certain things that I look for um, in in that kind of in-game game, game, if you will. So I'm going to sit and try it, because I did like the first one. And I think that the improvements in the second one would warrant it to be a more pleasurable experience.
0: Wow. I don't really know what to say beyond that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's kick it into the second half of our podcast with our preview portion, which is just talking about some games that are coming up next month, um, in April, seeing if we're going to buy, try, or deny those, giving our initial thoughts on them, and just seeing if they're interesting at all, and hoping that they, you know, live up to what we see. So the first one we're going to start with is Shovel Knight Showdown. That one is coming out on the 9th. It is developed and published by Yacht Club Games. It's on Windows 10, Mac, Wii U, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It is a, um, I believe it is a free update for all consoles besides Vita and 3ds um and coming right off of yacht club's games it says duel with up to four players and scramble for gems as your favorite heroic and villainous knights and shovel knight showdown all the classic shovel knight characters you know and love are playable many for the first time ever gather your pals for endless multiplayer clashes or take control of your favorite characters and dig into story mode familiar controls Items and mechanics return, making this a platform fighting game for anyone that can jump into and try. How do we feel about this one, guys?
1: Yeah, um, I was watching gameplay of it, and this looks really fun. It um, does. It it does look really fun. I already know they're gonna do the Smash Brothers comparisons because it's the mm. four player free for all, yeah. but it just has that shovel knight feel to it. I shovel knight was awesome so just the fact that they kept that sort of um personality to the game makes this look incredibly fun
2: what i think is the coolest part about this is that initially i was like i was looking at this and i did make the smash bros comparison like you said i was just like oh it's just shovel knight but smash bros edition like that's cool and then I was watching it, and I was like, well, actually, no, never mind, I'm like, what's the point? You know, because it's a platforming game, and I'm like, you know, usually you're, you're platforming. I'm like, okay, but then I was like, no, wait, the boss fights were the best part. So then I was like, okay, if the boss fights are the best part, and this whole game mode is similar to these boss fights, but with your friends, it's just a boss rush mode, basically, with your friends... And then on the flip side, they also have a story mode, so that you it it just seems like just here you go here play play Shovel Knight as a boss fighting game, and to me that's just the coolest thing imaginable. Like, what the hell? I don't know. It seems gonna uh, it, it's boss fights. It's just a boss rush. <laughs> Am I wrong in that? Like, it, that's what it seems like, and that just seems like the coolest thing because again, that was to me the best part of Shovel Knight was the bosses.
0: I think it's... I I like it. I like the whole concept. Um, that, like, you, it literally just smash with the characters of Shovel Knight. And I, I would like more games to do this. I know that's not, like, you can't really do that in all games, but I think this is really cool. Um, especially for Shovel Knight. So I'm I haven't played Shovel Knight, but I did watch a little gameplay of it. Um, It's on my list of things to try, and I feel like I would definitely give this a shot. I probably wouldn't be very good at it, because I'm just not very good at games in general. Um, (laughs) But being able, like, I like that they're making this free for everyone, and they're even making it its own standalone game, so you know like if you like it great if you don't like it great it's free (laughs) (laughs) can't go wrong there exactly so like i think it's really cool it's definitely giving a new twist to the shovel knight franchise i know a lot of people really liked it this will definitely be something i'm interested in seeing as a speed run i think this will definitely do really well so I'm prepared to see this at, like, EGDQ or SGDQ. Um, but yeah, I, it looks really, really fun.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a buy it for me.
2: Yeah, I feel like if, I, if this were to be... If they were selling this, I would buy it. Because everything else oh. that they've made for this game is phenomenal.
1: I guess this is a downloaded thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's free. <laughs> I mean, but like, if you, if do you think like if it were its own thing, like if it were if it were a paid DLC, do you think you'd buy it still?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I would definitely yacht clubs game, man. Any yacht clubs game? Yeah, games club. I can't yacht say their yacht names.
1: Club yacht club games. Yacht
2: clubs games. <laughs> I would throw them all. All of my money, okay, all of it just take take all of it. I think this is that treasure- Tro- no not treasure Trove. the um is the one with the uh the the gold knight dude is that out yet
0: I'm not I'm sure
2: I'm not sure like I think they have another d l c planned like another paid paid one, and I don't know if it's out yet, and if it's not, this is like the a fantastic little nod or add for themselves for that you know what i mean like giving away this kind of dlc or update for free and then being like hey we still got more stuff oh beautiful
0: they're also putting out a treasure trove amiibo three pack so it's it's even getting its own amiibo set
1: beautiful nice
0: Uh, for me, I'm gonna have to say try it. Like I said, I haven't played Shovel Knight, but I've watched it and it looks exciting. I am just lazy and I have a list of games to play, but this is definitely on it. And I feel like this definitely has that somewhat old school arcade, let's go beat our friends up in video games because why not? It's after school. Um, so, so I feel like, like, I like games like that. It just has that sort of, sort of style and putting this feature on it definitely, I think, adds to it. And I feel like a lot of people would probably like this.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's Shovel Knight. It's free. I think it's going to do well.
0: Yeah, more than likely. I feel like. Like I said, like, we're gonna see probably a good amount of speedruns on it, too. Like, why not?
2: Probably. The zero-hit runs. All that kind of fun stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Good lord. I I would... I can't join that boat. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Let's, Let's switch into our next one. We're gonna talk about Days Gone. So, this is from oh gosh hold on I'm clicking so many buttons um this one is from SIE Ben Studio the developer they're the developer the publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment it's a PS4 exclusive oh boy do I love those and the release date or supposed release date <laughs> is April 26 2019 now this game has been delayed many times um I think twice? Um, twice? Was, I think yeah. it was like twice. Like Originally, was, I think it was supposed to come out in 2018. Then they pushed it back to February uh, 22nd. And then they deleted it again until April. So if it actually comes out in April, yes, great, fantastic. If it's not, then I'm going to start questioning things when I first saw this at E3 in 2016, I was like, wow, that, that reminds me of The Walking Dead, (laughs) but, okay, and then I, like, looked more into it, into the different types of zombies, they gave us a little bit of the backstory, they gave us, like, an hour-long, like, mission session, I think, like, last year's E3 or something like that. And it definitely looks interesting. Like, there's just, from what I've seen, not much to go on. Besides, like, it has, like, a weather system, which I thought was really cool. It has a day and night cycle, which is pretty cool. And something that I think a lot of games overlook. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, with that... I agree. Like really can pull people into the world and make it more realistic than just having it day twenty four seven so I think this is definitely a new a new one to the action adventure horror zombie game genre um, but still there's not much out there so. If it lives up to the things that we've seen, I think this game will be a contender for game of the year. If it doesn't, I will be extremely disappointed <laughs> I know that's a lot to say, but i I just have big hopes for this one.
2: I do too um i was I saw the same you know, I was watching e three that year, and I just remember. Like, the moment that I thought it went from, like, good to great was when it, like, there's a a scene where you're in, like, a, a train yard, um, and, like, the horde of zombies is falling after you, and the main character, like, sneaks under one of the dilapidated trains, and they go through the other side of the car, and they're breaking through the car door, and you're running away, and they just pour out, and there's, like. A 100 of them just pouring out literally looking like water pouring out of this train car right so not only do you have so many different kinds of of just things on a screen okay like and it's all running at you know 60 frames obviously it's like this tech demo it's gonna have to run that fast but like oh my god just the amount of zombies on the screen at one time was just terrifying and you know the guy just starts shooting at him with an assault rifle and you're thinning out the horde but it's not really working and he's running away i was thrilled dude because in the walking dead they have these giant hordes and when that's like i mean you know they always say like one-on-one zombies is a, it's a big deal but most of these games you're you kill zombies all the time, like in state of decay, you are constantly killing zombies you are you are never really in a position where you can't kill them right because they can't really have the numbers like that but in this like the zombies actually feel like an authentic uh obstacle because you have so many of them it, it kind of changes the whole zombie mechanic, you know what I mean like I feel like in these games they're just too easy to kill and they're they're just mostly a joke unless they're like beefed up or super or whatever i mean even in left for dead th- i guess the reason why it's so difficult to points is because of the sheer amount of volume that they throw at you but also the special ones you know the charger and all that um and also in one of these other gameplay videos that i watched the the animations look pretty great um and the facial especially like the facial animations but just the writing and the voice acting just seemed super authentic. Um, and again, that's something that you have to go out and listen to yourself. But um, there's like moments of Deacon's past, Deacon being the main character, before the whole whatever happens. I'm not even really sure what happens. But before this catastrophe, it cuts back to his life before. And I think of it. It, it it's kind of alluding to something like truly awful happening, and the fact that this game is already so gritty, in you know, in terms of like language, like they, there's a lot of vulgar language, there's a lot of blood and gore. I can only imagine that the narrative takes some kind of dip, and it's just as horrific as the hordes of zombies that you're going against, and all of these other factions. And the motorcycle looks so damn fun. Like I was, before, we were getting ready for this. I was just watching, you know, gameplay of just this guy driving around on the motorcycle, and it just seemed so cool. Um, so I'm really excited for this. I don't know. I can you know, because I don't have my hands on it. I can't say specifically like what I'm afraid of. Uh, I guess I'm just afraid of. Either the narrative not paying off in the end, or the gameplay loop getting some fail somehow. Um, and I know that's not really a fair criticism, but if this is one of those open world games where you have to, you know, go on a tower and get the whole area and just do the bucket list of stuff again, you know, I've already done that a thousand times especially in post-apocalyptic zombie-filled worlds you know what i mean like i hope that this is different enough that it sets itself apart from like okay this is what zombie games are going to be like from now on because we kind of need that in a genre that's just oversaturated with survival crafting um open world games that just do the same shit over and over you know what i mean? And I know you guys are excited, but that's
1: kind of my problem right now, is that's what it looks like, is just these other open-world zombie games where you crash shit and you just kill zombies. Hmm. Um, the one it's really reminded me of is um, Dying Light, just third person.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that vibe from it, for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was watching gameplay. It looks interesting, but it's i'm just gonna say now it's a try it for me just because i want to see how different it is before i really invest myself into it
0: i think one of the things i really like about it is the the zombies kind of going off what brennan said like the zombies if you want to call them that they're they're different and i know in the one trailer they showed that massive horde that was just like building upon itself and building upon itself and building upon itself if I'm remembering correctly um
2: yeah you are (laughs) and
0: just just seeing them being able to put all of those figures in one scene I was just like holy shit like
2: yeah it's impressive um,
0: one, what do you do in that situation? And two, <laughs> is the game crashing right now? And like, what what is going on? Um, so, coming from the Ben Studio website, they say that the in the demo, um, there's two types of what they call freaks, which are the mindless feral creatures. Um, they don't necessarily call them zombies um, which I can understand that like again like I said they don't really seem like your typical zombie but they have newts that are adolescents when they were infected they are opportunistic hunters preferring to hit and run from the shadows and then they have the horde before we go on to what the horde is, I think it's interesting that they even added adolescence in there. That's normally not something that anyone would put in there, um, mm. as you know. A lot of people are like, "Oh, those are those are kids. You can't do that to kids." Well, when you're trying to be as realistic as possible, you actually got to add stuff like that in there. So I'm I'm curious to see how those operate i know that that will definitely be different i feel like some people might get a little sad about that but that's just the way things work dudes
1: yeah i think if people have a problem with this game that might be one of them because i know games where you could take on children before have been censored
2: that's a it's a neat little time to Call back to Fallout 2, while we're already in the Fallout train. Fallout 2 lets you um, have a perk where you can uh, um, beat up little children for their lunch money.
1: <laughs> um. Silent Hill I know had children <laughs> monsters and they had to change it.
0: But I mean, like, if if you're trying to be realistic, like, you, that's something oh, yeah. you you need to have, and... The thing about it is, is, like, I've been looking at photos, like, that were taken from Ben's studios. The They don't have, from what I can see, they don't have any pictures of the newts on here, but they have pictures of just, like, your your regular mob enemies, probably from the Horde. They don't even look human. They have yeah. no, like, they might have hair, but they have no real physical features. Their skin's basically bleached to this weird, weird like, palish color, like at this point they're not even human so Mm -hmm. like fighting back against whoever has an issue with them adding small small little creatures into this that you might that were adolescents at once at the same exact time it's like well they're not adolescent anymore so you could even say that they're not even they wouldn't even be considered human
2: yeah, that'll be interesting. I wonder how you know they might explain that, like, within the game too. You know?
0: Yeah, I feel like I definitely want to see how they tackle that.
2: That is kind of interesting, though, as to just throw an adolescent, you know, like, do we? And I know that you said we didn't see any any pictures, but it's like how small. I wonder, like, are we talking like we're we're probably talking? You said adolescence, so to me, that's like teenager size, you know. Like even that is still close enough to to being like okay, that's 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 fine.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm wondering if my hope is that they range, like I'm hoping that they have ones that are like maybe around the five six years old age that can walk. Because realistically, you would see those Hmm. all the way up through to, you know, your adolescent, then, like, your preteens, your teens, hitting, like, your 20s, and then upwards that way. Because, like, you would have those in real life if some sort of pandemic actually happened. Like, you you would have those people of those age range. So I'm curious to see if... If it varies, or if it's just like kind of like around like somewhere around like 12 or 13 years old, where um, they're like big but they're not too big.
1: I just looked them up right now, and holy shit, they are terrifying!
0: Oh god,
2: I don't know oh, really, to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I spelt them wrong. <laughs> I have, I have to see this.
1: Uh, we're talking about controversy, and it's causing controversy.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, that is—that's pretty scary looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, whoever's um, listening to this, look them up. They are terrifying.
2: Yeah, it—it it, they just seem like. Uh, like little thirteen-year-olds with like a little bit of hair, and but you're you're right. They like they don't look human. They look almost I'm gonna say like vampireish. Like they yeah, just they look looks terrifying. Demonic. Yeah, definitely, definitely demonic. Yeah, maybe not vampireish, demonic work. Yeah, these um, but I I don't I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't know if wait when you said it was there was controversy. Was there actual controversy or are you saying, like, you can see there being controversy? Um
0: Polygon has an article that says Days Gone includes a rarely seen enemy zombie kids.
2: Um, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. So... Like it- i think the idea is cool but looking at them now i'm like no it looks it not only does it look terrifying but it does like it does kind of look like they're children (laughs) and and that's i don't know that doesn't sit right
0: completely I, uh, i i can understand where there's gonna like because at the end of the day you're like well these were kids once but at the same exact time you gotta think like this is like two or three years after this outbreak happened in this game they're not kids anymore they're creatures mm. yeah. they literally want to eat you and they don't give two fucks about you so yes like it sucks but at the same exact time like this is a game where you need to fight for your life You you don't care what they once were. You only care about what they are now, and they're not kids anymore.
2: If they don't touch on that in the story, then I'm gonna be upset, like disappointed, because this like this whole thing, this whole thing that we're talking about right now, they probably put this in for this exact reason for you to look at them and be like, oh geez, that's a child, and then be like, no, never mind, it's a zombie. Like I can't think like that, you know. It's a child. I don't care if it's ripping out my jugular. It's a child. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, it, if that thing comes at you, you know, full force, you're gonna be like, get off me, I'm gonna shoot this kid, you know? In,
0: in this Polygon article, uh, let me give the author credit, uh, by Colin Campbell, um, actually just came out at the beginning of this month. Um, he looks like he asked the developers about the decision to include newts, and they said it's not about how old they are, said writer John Garvin. It's about how the virus has to affect everyone. It affects everyone in horrible ways. The storyline of the Newts is not gratuitous. I think I said that word right. English is hard. Um, It's connected to the story in a super important way. There's still some discomfort at Sony about Newts. The developer insists that they were adolescents and that their humanity is gone, they're newts at this point says game director jeff ross they're freaks they are animals he said that they add variety to combat because they don't go on the offensive but as soon as you let down your guard and you're not paying attention you get close enough to them they're coming out of nowhere so they're they're really sinister kind of evil so it seems like they're literally just enemies
1: yeah just another enemy and um when I looked up Newt, I'm seeing the amphibians but like as zombies. Mm.
0: Great. It's actually kind of funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um uh quickly tackling what the horde is. Um they say the horde is made up a hundred made up of hundreds of individual freakers. Hordes eat, move, and attack together almost as one. Some hordes roam the highways at night while others, like the ones in the demo, have found a food source that keep them in a single location. I think that's definitely interesting um, because you'll know which hordes you can avoid and which ones you can't. Um, some are more active during the day, some are more active at night, so I feel like that will... Definitely give a really good gameplay dynamic um, as well.
2: I think so. I think that That, that would probably be
1: scary as shit to have things just coming at you.
0: Especially like those nudes, like at night. Holy shit! (laughs) R.I.P.
2: Yeah, that's terrifying. Just to think about. But I'm excited. <laughs>
0: uh, oh god. Okay. Um, I, I I'm I'm going to have to say deny it. But just because I don't play these sorts of games because I literally get super fucking scared and then I throw the controller and then I'm just like peace them out i'm gonna go cry uh but i probably will watch gameplay of it just because it does seem extremely interesting and i'm curious to know how they tackle you know these creatures apparently even animals can catch this virus as well so i think that's pretty cool so i'll deny it but watch it yeah
2: cool that works (laughs) I'm in the buy it, 100%. I love Sony exclusives. I'm a Sony shill. Um, and I'm also a big fan of bikers, the biker aesthetic, and um zombies and open-world survival games. I'm basically just a shill for the same thing that we've been spoon-fed for the past couple years. But with that being said, I hope that this one is able to redefine the zombie survival genre and make make it be its own unique thing um, in a way that kind of transforms everything else. Because I can definitely see that these, these hordes of enemies, and now that we know, obviously, that PlayStation can provide that kind of feature, um, maybe other games can take this kind of horde mentality and use it to their advantage so i'm gonna i'm a big buy it fan
0: i think mike you already said you're gonna deny it try it try it close enough (laughs) 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 lastly on our list we're going to talk about dauntless if you haven't heard about it it's developer and publishers phoenix labs Um, it's on Windows, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and it's coming out sometime next month. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's already out for console? It's,
2: like, I I think it's definitely out on PC because it's, like, downloadable. I think it's supposed to be coming out for consoles this month. Okay. Something like that. They've been talking about this for a while, but, um... It's, I think it's like a tentative April release for consoles. And that's what you have with these like early access, free open beta PC games that eventually want to get ported over. It usually just takes a while, but yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think of this one?
1: It looks like Fortnite and Monster Hunter
2: had you sexy times and made a baby
0: earlier and i think that's the greatest way to put this
2: yeah pretty much that's what well, like the art style sure yeah it looks like fortnite and then it plays like monster hunter but then i looked at like the monetization and it said something about a battle pass and getting access to like different cosmetics so it's my understanding that there's just no like armor in this game you just get cosmetics from the battle pass
0: so, it's called the Hunt Pass, actually. Right, Hunt Pass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In brief, <laughs> it's it a something. Season 3 Overgrown begins on March 13th. Tighter rewards have been reduced, transmog rewards have been rec- increased. The Hunter Pass Elite Track costs 1,000 Platinum, earned 500 Platinum by completing all levels. Um, the Shatter Isles are going green, the ram's great moss the soaks up the last of the snowmelt and crept into the city's streams. Vines clamor up pillars, leaves and fur like banners, and a vegetable perfume hangs in the air, but is the sudden bloom a natural one, or is there something else at work? The season's currency is as green as its theme. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Just wow. That's all I got.
2: I, wow. One of the one of the biggest gameplay problems for me was that I read that there's only... Uh, from the date it what I read, I don't know if they've updated it since, but one of the reviews that I read said that it only had like six or seven total weapon styles. And I understand it's a free-to-play game. I guess I'll touch more on that later, but that's not really... Ton. I mean, that's it's enough. There's got to be enough variety. But again, you're comparing this to Monster Hunter because it's a Monster Hunter game-ish in terms of gameplay. So it's only natural that you compare it to Monster Hunter, which has like 12 different weapons, right? But the other drawback of this Dauntless is that while you only have six total, you unlock three in the beginning, and then as you play, you can unlock the other three more. Whereas, again, in Monster Hunter, you have 12, and you can just start with whichever one you want. So, I'm not really sure if I like that aspect of being able to unlock stuff. I get that it incentivizes the free-to-play person to play longer, you know, because I'm imagining they probably have some kind of monetization pass so that you can just unlock all of them. Um, but, Yeah, in a game full of customization I don't because again, that's that's what Monster Hunter is all about is its customization, and I like the whole idea of transmog and wearing that on its shoulders because it's something that Capcom really doesn't have a hold on in these later Monster Hunter games. Transmog is like really difficult or just outright doesn't exist. So these guys are wearing that on its sleeve but again, it's tied to this hunt pass thing, this Battle Pass oriented Fortnite trend. And right off the bat, you know, I can't really, I don't know if that's something that I would even want to, to fund. You know, I'm not really a big fan of that, of the, the pass or really games as a live service idea anymore. Um, so while it looks like it was decently fun and like a decent Monster Hunter clone, I just don't think that's something that I could jump into willingly.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. This is, just doesn't look like something that's up my alley. Um, I already don't like Monster Hunter, so.
2: Oh, yeah, just, then you would, you yeah, would definitely look
1: like this, that this at is all. Yeah, Monster Hunter clone is killing it for me.
2: Yeah. Like...
0: And. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just going to keep rambling. You go. Oh.
0: <laughs> like just reading about it like it's from people who were at big studios like Riot Games Bioware, Blizzard, Capcom, things like that. I I I'm kind of disappointed in how cartoony this looks. And while I understand you know they have to make it a different art style to set it apart from other games of this genre at the same exact time like It's too cartoony. Like, it it looks like Fortnite. It just does. And I'm Mm -hmm. not too sure if I like that. Like, I kind of want to give this game a try. To see if it's any good for myself. And to move past that. As Monster Hunter is something that I've always wanted to give a shot. I I just don't have the time to like give it that many hours so I feel like it just wouldn't be justified for me to purchase it so being that this is free to play like I feel like this is something I definitely wouldn't mind picking up to give a shot as long as I'm able to play it by myself like I don't want to be forced to play it with a group because I am not the biggest fan of always playing online so as long as it's something I can somewhat get through by myself like World of Warcraft, I'm open to giving this a shot, but at the same exact time, I'm just like this this just looks like a child's game.
2: I don't want to burst your bubble, but one of the one of my main complaints and a complaint that other people have had is that it doesn't force you to match bank but it's encouraged because the the behemoths as they're called or monsters um don't scale accordingly so like if you want to fight a monster it'll match make you right um and you can opt out but you know you'd have to keep in mind that that specific instance is made for four people so for you to go up alone it would probably be a a lot more difficult for you to do single player wise like, which is something that that you know um, that Monster Hunter takes into account for the single player is always skilled down the single player
0: and yeah like this game that, really
1: encourages multiplayer
0: that kind of yeah. disappoints me because I know like for example in World of Warcraft they have like they have a world quest or some world quests where you have like it's you have to look for a group Like, there's no way, like, they're question mark, question mark, question mark into infinity bosses, there's absolutely zero way that you're going to kill it by yourself. And I don't mind those, like, doing that once in a while, but at the same exact time, that's not forced upon me to do.
2: Mm. I can
0: do that world quest, or I could not do that world quest, and that's basically it at the end of the day. They have other... Bosses that you could take on by yourself if if you think you can do it Um, But I don't I'm not the biggest fan of being forced To match make just because sometimes I like trying to do things on my own But if it's clearly visible that I know I can't do it. I don't mind it. I just I feel like if you're gonna offer a single-player option offer an actual single-player option yeah i agree i also think we scale it yeah uh,
2: well yeah because you you should at least scale it at the very least um because at least in this game if you're looking for a specific hunt and you know no one's joining your party and for whatever reason you can't do it alone like does that mean you're screwed like if if no one at that time is looking for that monster, or the game's population just you know doesn't really it's not big enough for everyone to be looking for something at the same time. I feel like that just kind of it could be a problem in the end if they have this small but like dedicated fan base they could be end up they could end up getting hurt by that just because the matchmaking is forced upon them
0: and if that matchmaking isn't any good that sucks hmm yeah big time like how are you gonna force it hunting a behemoth sorry i just had a video start playing how are you gonna force it on people if your matchmaking isn't any good (laughs) like like that that's you you can't do that that goes against your whole goddamn point
2: Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. it's just frustrating because you'd think that as a free-to-play game, they'd want to make it at least comparable to Monster Hunter, for you to be like, Okay, like this could be at least something that you try, you know. Like Haley said, if you're not a fan of Monster Hunter, or if this is something you would want to try, absolutely play something something like this. You know, because it at least gives you some kind of feeling as to what Monster Hunter is. You know, dodge rolling and and being able to time your attacks, especially working with a group. But at the same time, it's lacking so many of the basic features that Monster Hunter has that it's not really the best indication of whether or not you would like that kind of game. So it's like this weird middle ground of like, it's Monster Hunter, but it's not at all. So have fun trying to figure out what you're going to like about this game and what you're not going to like about it.
0: I'm looking at the the Metacritic right now. It doesn't even have a Metacritic score or a Metascore. It has a user score of 5.9. Doesn't have a lot of reviews at all. Um, mm. Let's see. Game Informer reviewed it back in 18. Gave it a... They gave it an 8. Looks like It was generally favorable. Um, Polygon reviewed the open beta. um, Says the first few hours were welcoming. Um, It was fun for veterans of Monster Hunter. But still, like, it's not Monster Hunter. And not even close.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to...
0: Eh, eh, uh, I, I think I think I think we can just give our reviews on this one I like I'm gonna maybe try it on PC and see how that goes um, if things get better on console great if they don't then I probably won't even be trying it on there but I'll at least give it a try it for the moment it's not something I'm looking forward to, and it's probably something that I feel like is going to be swept under the rug, as this is literally, like, the first time I've even heard about this game. So, I, I'm i going to try it, but I feel like there probably won't be a lot of people playing it.
1: Yeah, I gotta go deny it.
2: Yeah, as a Monster Hunter vet, I'm gonna go deny it and just say... If you have Monster Hunter, you should probably just stick with Monster Hunter. Or play God Eater 3. That one's pretty good too. I just, like, I don't think I can actually recommend this. Yeah.
0: I i want to hold out hope, but I, I don't have I don't have strong <laughs> hope for this one. Um, but yeah, um, let's just wrap it up, give any final thoughts that we have on any of the games we we talked about today
1: yeah play double Minecraft five
2: yeah that's that, honestly that's what <laughs> it seems that's we probably spent the most time talking about double make Cry five and if i'm gonna walk away today with any anything that i'm definitely you know my mind is set on it's gonna be double make Cry five like that is definitely something that i would want to pick up not only because of the things that i read but you know because of both of your blooming recommendations it just seems like that's a fun experience and at the end of the day that's really all that matters
0: uh mine is play double may cry 5 but also like high hopes for days gone i i love ps4 exclusives and i i've had high hopes for this one since it was announced so hopefully it doesn't get delayed again i I'm just, I'm waiting for that next one. We had God of War, now I want this one, really want this one to do well as well.
2: Very much agreed. Hope Days Gone lives up to its expectations, and then some.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So, that has been our first episode of the Buy It, Try It, Deny It podcast. So, home skillet biscuits of the interwebs. I hope you enjoyed this, and if you are interested in the podcast next month, just wait, because we'll hopefully be back to discuss uh, Days Gone and Shovel Shovel Knight, I almost said Shadow Knight for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: there is a Shadow Knight. Oh
0: gosh, Uh, Shovel Knight (laughs) and Dauntless next month in our review it portion, and then whatever games... That we are interested in in May will be our preview. So, just just wait for all that, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.